Hey foodies, on this episode we are talking finding your happiness and following your passion with Miss Whitney Tabor, former Vice President of Business Development at Record Plant Recording Studios. If you have been looking for your why, you don't want to miss this episode of There's Food in the House. Ooh, if it's lit, then I'm signing up. I just knock them down, Adrian can line them up. If you search for real talk, then you're finding us. Thanks for reminding us, ain't no wild shining up, it's different. I know you're feeling something missing. Them shows only talk, they don't listen. You need something warm, like a hot meal from the south. Like a summer rain in a drought. Some real talk that can make a nigga proud. Thoughts out loud, we ain't doing it for the clout. That food for the soul, gotta take a different route. You don't need nothing fast, we got food at the house. I'm just saying though, we got food at the house. Hello, everybody. It is Adrian, your PR diva, coming to you live again from There's Food in the House. As you know, this is the podcast where you don't have to look for anything else, pick up anything else, because we have food in the house. And today I am excited to be speaking to my girl, Miss Whitney Tabor. Whitney is the former vice president of Record Plant Recording Studios. She is the LA chapter president of Girls Make Beats. And she is also a radio, television, media personality. You name it, she does it. Whitney, welcome to There's Food in the House. Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm glad there's food because, you know, sis is always hungry. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) We gonna eat. (laughs) We gonna eat. We always don't eat if I'm around. If I have anything to do with it, we're going to eat good. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Girl. So funny how, this is so completely random, but it's so funny how people can relate to food. Like, we all like, okay, there's food? Okay, I'm there. Oh, I'm, I'm pull up. I'm pulling up. If there's, I'm, that's like the first thing I ask. I'm like, oh, they got snacks? Snacks? Okay. Even okay. if it's, if, even if it's just a little snack. That's all I'm, I'm into. <laughs> I'm happy. You bring me snacks and I am okay. good. <laughs> happy, happy. So yes. Whitney, I am yes. excited to have this conversation. Uh, so we are going to take it back a little bit because you know I had to do my little stalking and, and move around. Even though you're my boo, I had to get official with it. So okay. in your bio, it says that you started as executive assistant to Rihanna's uh, creative director. Re, like like Riri, yes. like re, like Rihanna Riri. Yeah. <laughs> so how was that? Yes. <laughs> that was uh, um yeah. So my first job in the music industry was um, amazing, and still I think the most difficult job I've ever done in my life. So really? um, yeah, back in two thousand and ten, uh, I was just kind of going through life and really wanted a new challenge and just didn't really know what I wanted to do, honestly. Um, so I looked for a job in a sunny place because I'm from Seattle, Washington or Washington State originally. And I was going through some real heavy, heavy life things. So I said, you know what I need is change. I need some sunshine. So I picked two cities that I thought had fun. And that was Los Angeles or Miami. Uh, I told my mom, wherever I get a job first, that's where I'm going. Um, I've always loved music. Uh, didn't even think you could get a real a real job in right. music uh, until this this you know moment happened for myself. So so yeah, I uh, mentioned it to one of my friends, saying, "Hey, I think I want to move to LA uh, once I get a job." You know, and she said, "Oh, I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who you know. I'll see if they're hiring." And I'm like, "Girl, I'll get my own <laughs> job. I'll be straight. I'll be fine." 
of course her knowing me, my best friend, mm-hmm. um, of course her knowing me, she asked her anyway. Uh, that person was working for how it's so funny how the weave the web just kind of gets tangled up but um the person who referred me or let me know about this position was working for uh Kuk Harrell who is one of the like biggest vocal producers in the world he is Rihanna uh, Celine Dion Justin Bieber J-Lo Mariah Carey like he does everybody's vocals um and she was his assistant and they were working on the Rihanna album and Rihanna's creative director, um, she had said, you know, hey, we really like you. Do you, we need another assistant. Do you know of anybody? Mm-hmm. And she said, I have one girl who graduated from this school and this and that, and she got all these degrees. Then I have a super cute, fun one. <laughs> um, you know, I can send you whatever. They said they wanted the super cute, fun one. And, that's and there you are. <laughs> That is so crazy, but so... I interviewed over five different, let's see, five different people were up for the position. I interviewed like this over Uh Skype 10 years ago, 12 years ago, um, and got the position over five different other people, moved to LA two weeks later, never knew anybody, never been here, didn't really even know what the job entailed, um, and started the next day, so, um, or two weeks later, so... Yeah, that's how I got into music, and um, it was a crazy job. That was a crazy job. <laughs> but is, I learned a lot. So that is so crazy, though. Like for you to, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm processing it though. For you to say, I'm going to move from Washington State, just like yeah. throw it in the air where I'm going to land. You know, I'm picking these two states. And then to end up working with the likes of, of people who are around Rihanna, Celine Dion, like those types of people, just, you know, on a whim kind of, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of on a whim. Yes, 100%. Um, well, I think that's one thing, like going through my journey and learning how life works, because it's not really just the music industry. I think these types of, like, I guess, lessons can be added to any kind of difficult time or anybody's dealing with so the reason I was looking for a change of scenery was I got married at 23 Mm. and I got divorced about 24 and a half so um (laughs) I at the time was also a a housewife I dropped out of college became a housewife to a military um man and moved to Beaufort South Carolina so that was why I was back in Seattle because I was trying to figure out what I really wanted to do with my life and I never really experienced much I think women are told when we're really, really young um, in media and by our parents and whoever's around us that we're supposed to just aspire to marry. Um, and that's what I did. I mean, I was in college. I had multiple jobs. I was actually doing very, very well when I decided to just uproot my life and then get married. When it didn't work out, I went back home and was really kind of just lost. And I think when people see you know, you don't need a big plan. You don't need a huge budget. You don't need anything. You just need to go. And you just need to have the like, know that I got myself. I got myself regardless. And just remember, I think the thing that made it so easy for me, because I don't even, like, my story is way longer than I know we have time for. And I'm a long-winded gal. But <laughs> for like the breaking down of our time and the story, I didn't even grow up in Seattle. I'm from a reservation of 1,200 people. That's where I grew up. So for me to be somebody who didn't grow up around city to do anything and then just, I literally like the, how I got to, 
got the job. Listen, take your time. We're going to figure this girl, tell your, tell your story, because you don't say reservation, okay. and I'm like, reservation? Wait a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to keep up, y'all, because I'll be jumping around. But no, I grew up, I grew up, I grew up on a reservation four hours, as far northwest as you can get um, on the continent of the United States. So that's where I grew up. Literally graduated with 24 kids. Everybody graduated. It's not like a bunch of them didn't. Like that was it, you wow. know. Um, but yeah, I went to college in in Seattle for a couple months. Really wasn't like not really knowing what I wanted to do. Kind of listened to my parents more so than pursue what I really wanted to do until my parents said, "Hey, go to school. If you don't want to go to school, don't go to school. If you want to do this, we're proud of you no matter what. Mm-hmm. So just do what you actually want to do." And that conversation with my mom, I think, was the one that like, probably one of the most amazing and needed conversations that I think more more kids need to hear. Mm-hmm. More kids just need that support right. that says, hey, do what makes you happy. And the conversation was really, really cool because I was going to school to be a nurse. Right. So I was going to school to be a nurse because mom and dad, pers- you know, kind of were like, hey, you know, there's always going to be sick people in the world, so you'll never not That's have true. a job. And right. look what we're dealing with right now. Right, I was getting ready to say. <laughs> but never not like this is the you know so I they saw though how unhappy I was and my mom had a conversation with me that really opened my eyes because she's she was an accountant she worked really really hard making sure that you know me and my brothers and my dad all of us were taken care of Mm -hmm. and that conversation she told me she said I'm an accountant and I'm glad I am because I can take care of you guys but I went to school to be an accountant because my parents pushed me and wanted me to do that I really wanted to be a writer and when I would like when I heard her and I could see her face I'm like man that's really cool and she straight up said like do what you want to do and what makes you happy and I think that like I said more people need to hear that not even kids because adults like adults need to hear that like if you're listening to this right now like you don't need anybody to like show you the way just just know that you do have support, but you have your own mind. You know what I mean? We're all like really like really intelligent people. (laughs) So just like believe in yourself a little bit more. So yeah, so that's pretty much what pushed me was my unhappiness made me, you know, I think God makes you really uncomfortable when it's time to move. Mm -hmm. So literally, physically, I was like, all right, I was that uncomfortable with my life at the time. And there was nobody for answers. Not my mama, not my grandma, not my pops. Like, brothers, big brothers, nobody, there was nobody that could find the answer for me to find my happiness. Cause like, that's really what I always chase. It's not a check. It's not a, it's not a this a, you know, status or anything like that. It's really, I just kind of listen to myself and like, it's just my happiness. So I was unhappy. So I picked two cities that looked happy and, <laughs> and I found, and I found a you know way to make it work. Um, I worked for for Reese creative director for probably about nine months, almost ten, like probably close to a year. Again, it, it's still the hardest job I've ever done in my life. So um, I, I know I, you're going to, yeah, like, but talk, dive into that a little bit. Cause I know, cause you keep on saying it. And like, I feel like when you can, you're like, it's still the hardest job. Like it was the hardest yeah, job. So. I mean, I think the best way for me to describe like what I was doing, like I tell people, um, you know, my, I, I, I loved the fact that I got to do that job because I got to see how powerful women really are and really can be. And you gotta be, you have to be, I mean, for lack of a better word, mean, you know? So uh, to explain my boss, (laughs) Mm. she was the um, Puerto Rican, New York version of 
the Devil Wears Prada. You remember you guys okay. watched that show? Yeah. Yep. So yep. just imagine a black woman, you know, because we all, you know, we all black. Black right. woman <laughs> in that Meryl, like, you know, Meryl Street, but a black woman from New York. You know, New wow. Yorkers don't hold their tongue for nothing. So right. for me, being one, I'm going through a divorce. I'm in a brand new city. I don't know anybody. I have no idea what this job really even is about. Mm-hmm. I was terrified, but then also... I'm a perfectionist. I want to do good. I want to do well. And yeah, like I just, I just rolled the dice. So there was, I mean, I literally carried my laptop. This was like, I don't even know if they had iPads back then, but I carried my (laughs) laptop around like my phone. I didn't go, I mean, I was getting invited to, cause I was in the mix, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the girl that I moved into was the one who referred me. So I'm, I'm, I got put into an amazing circle of people. So I mean, I'm like, they're like, oh, come stop by the studio. And I'm like, no, I can't. I have to finish this, you know, video treatment, or I have to send this image to the retoucher. Oh, I have to send this all to Macy's before it's, you know, Easter coast time. I have to plan the world tour. I, like it was oh. just a lot of stuff and it was literally me one other girl who's running another company she had and her personal assistant like that was it you know there's not these huge infrastructures I think that people just imagine and this was Rihanna only girl in the world this Mm -hmm. was red hair Rihanna this was when there was a new video like I swear we were shooting a new video like every month and I'm like we didn't even put the last one like wait I'm not oh okay you know so I did it. I did it. And I did it until I wasn't happy. And like, that's really, that's really how I've always faced. And I saved enough money and was just like, you know what? I'm really, I, I gained some knowledge, this and the third, but I was also, like I said, divorce, new city, no friends, no fun. Uh, I, I, like I said, I, I was getting invited to go stop by the studio. Neo is going to be here. Oh, stop by. We're going over to Usher's, like all of these cool things. And I'm 24 years old single you know I haven't had any fun in a while like going through but I had so much work and I was like if I don't get this done Mm -hmm. um there will be no t-shirts to buy for the world tour for Rihanna like you know what I'm saying yeah (laughs) uh, I I can't go party with you guys and hang out like I gotta focus so you know I focus for that good year so um and then just realized, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. I'm drained. My body, like, I just, I can't. So I saved up enough money for about six months worth of work. Again, L- LA is is um, a beast when it comes to actually surviving. Money-wise and all that, everybody knows we're one of the most expensive places to live. And competitive. It's competitive. Like, you got to think that everybody in the world, not just the United States, comes to this city, New York, Atlanta, So yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that I was smart enough to save the money because again, you got to prepare for emergencies, kind of like what we're dealing with right now with the climate, the the world's climate. Um, we need to, you got to always kind of be prepared. So luckily I was smart enough to do that. So I saved enough money for about six months worth of rent mm-hmm. in case I couldn't find a job. And luckily I did that because I couldn't, I couldn't find a job oh. to save my life. Oh wow. Girl, I couldn't. I started doing catering. I started doing babysitting. I started um, doing extra work. That's kind of how I dove into like the hosting and TV stuff. I mean, I was doing extra work, 50 bucks, $150 to sit on set all day and clap. You know, I was doing anything (laughs) I could to, you know, to, to make sure that I could feed myself and survive. And yeah, it, it, it it worked out. I I started finally, I landed a bartending gig and that that's what I've done in college. I did that for years. So I finally got a 
cool one that was making me some money. But during that time, I still was with that same roommate and she mentioned, you know, a studio she used to work at. So the studio she worked at when she got her job as an assistant was the record plant. So we went there one day just to say hi to everybody and kind of pop in and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a dope, like this is really, really cool. This is really, really dope. For a lot of people that don't know, Record Plant's one of the top 25 recording studios in the world. Mm -hmm. It's probably like literally one of the top, I mean, five in the US. I would nice. even just say maybe the one of the top two, right. three, like, you know what I mean? Like, because the history from Record Plant, Record Plant actually started in uh, 1968 in New York. The first session they ever had was Jimi Hendrix. Um, and that's where he did Electric Ladyland. Um, we've had multiple locations, but in San Francisco, I mean, that's where Purple Rain was done, Bonnie Ray, Queen, Girl, I can name, like, everything that wow. my parents, what I grew up listening to my parents, mm -hmm. like, all of their, like, Fleetwood Mac and Dreams was done there, Hotel California was wow. written about record plant, not a hotel, like, you get stuck in the studio, right? <laughs> so there's a lot of really, really dope history, and I just so happen to be, like, hanging out in the building, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is where Kanye did his first single. This is where he got, he left here getting in, and got in his car accident. Oh yeah, he recorded that right here in this room. Oh, okay, oh, this is where Eminem did that. This is where Britney Spears did wow. all of that. Oh, this is where Christina Aguilera, like songs that I used to listen to in sixth grade, I was now running, you know, working at the building, you know, working there. I'm like, wow, this is insane. So yeah, I said to, to my friend, I said, wow, I really want to work. I said, this looks like a fun place to work. I should work here. And I remember another another fun fact that I just want to let everybody know who's listening is never listen to anybody. What Like do exactly what you want to do right in your heart because I straight up said, if you listen to what other people think about you, you will never achieve any goal that you have set in your own mind. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of us hold our dreams in our mind. We don't speak them because we're scared of being attacked or whatever it is. But one thing, closed mouths don't get fed. If I didn't tell my best friend I wanted to live in California, I would have never got that job opportunity. And two, same thing with this. If I would have let haters, you know, push me away from doing what I wanted to do, I would have never also become the vice president of one of the largest recording studios in the world. Um, so yeah, my my roommate at the time, you're never gonna get hired because the you know the boss, she's she's this, she's that, she's not gonna like you because you're da da da. Okay, okay. I said, all right, cool, wow. whatever. Why, girl, I got hired that from that woman she said I wouldn't like or that wouldn't love me. She hired me on the spot that day. Wow. I started working the next day and I stayed there for 10 years. So you know what what I mean? first, when you first got hired, what was that first job? So my, uh, a lot of studios don't have this position at all. It's called the client service position. Mm -hmm. um, Record Plant's the only studio that does, which, um, which is honestly just kind of like, I, I used to call it the studio butterfly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, you're the hostess. You're basically the hostess of the studio. So you got make it. sure Record Plant's known for our cookies. First studio to do it, by the way. Cook fresh made cookies every day, um, snacks. We, you know, bring in food on a platter. Like it's, it's very, like we wanted the five star, we want artists to come in and really feel taken care of. So um, yeah, my job was to just make sure the vibes were right at the studio. So snacks were set up music in the back playing if anybody wanted to order something i knew everything if anybody wanted to go if anybody wanted to go to 
Toronto. Somebody called. I said, eh, sorry. <laughs> I wanted to go to, um, you know, a sushi restaurant or a club or anything. I was just kind of like the liaison. I knew everything about LA and your phones, just like all kinds of stuff. Just make sure the studios ran properly. So that was my first position um, I got. And yeah, I quickly became head of that department because I was adding extra stuff because I'm like, oh, we should do this. We should try okay. this. Let's, you know, do those types of things because I was a socialite as well. So just like I'm in the bar scene because I still bartended. Mm -hmm. um, I'm out with people. I'm friends with the clients. I'm friends with the writers and the producers. I then became head of client service where I would start doing helping with bookings. So I would start bringing in some bookings, small here and there, but there really wasn't much room for improvement. So I stayed in that same position pretty much for seven years. Mm. I just worked part time. So um, you know, it just felt good. It was a okay. safe place. Again, LA is not technically my home, but it is. I, you know, whenever I would feel some type of way, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the studio. Like, oh. you know, oh, these are now my brothers, the engineers and the assistants and all these guys in here. These are, these are who I call, you know? And so it's just like be the feeling. I think sometimes we get so hung up on the title, the the check, and you know what people are gonna think or say about us when they know. It's about a feeling. If you feel really good and you make others feel good, good is gonna come mm -hmm. back to you. Yeah. And that's one thing like I will preach to the death of me that that is really I attest a lot of that to a lot of my success. So yeah, I, I stayed at Record Plant for about seven years. Then we had a new owner purchase. And they interviewed everybody and they were like, why is she not running this place? They, when they interviewed me, thank God. Right, <laughs> they said, nice. she, she is like, they, you know, they, she's the spirit of this place. She knows everything about this place. She's been here the second longest. Like, why is she not like helping you run it? And that's when they said, again, this is another closed mouths don't get fed. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt the same way. Like, why didn't they give me a better position? You know, they hired some girl who knows somebody, who knew somebody's dad, who knew somebody's dad, mm -hmm. who had no experience, who knew nothing and they hired her and didn't even offer the position to anybody on staff or oh, myself wow. and it kind of like hurt right but I never met I never spoke it right. you gotta like actually speak it and by then I had already gotten into radio so okay. by then um I was doing tv hosting with all deaf digital um and helping you know coordinate and bring people on for their team um and then also got in with so Williams he's a, a relationship and author yeah, author with okay yeah yeah so so um yeah I, I just so happened to like fall into that again that's not even anything I tried or thought I would want to do <laughs> but I like to talk obviously <laughs> um, I went into you know just chat with Zoe one one show and I never left so oh, nice. I was with Zoe for probably like five or six years just me and him and you know the other girls on Voice of Reason and I then began, you know, producing my own shows. And at one point I had five, I was on Dash Radio literally five days a week on four different shows, um, wow. two of my own, you know, production, producing, you know, all kinds of content creation and things like that. Um, and then I got offered the executive position at Record Plant. So that's when I kind of stopped all of the Miss mm -hmm. Tabor movement and, um, you know, I was like, hey, I put seven years into this. Yeah, let's give it a shot. So uh, for the past four years, uh, myself and the president have been running Record Plant, trying to make sure that it stays what it is. Um, but yeah, but now kind of due to the climate and, and the way things are going, I've been really missing um, my Miss Taberness. I've been wanting to get back into radio. <laughs> 
been wanting to get back into like creating content to make people feel better because mm -hmm. there was a lot that I saw and witnessed in music. Um, again, I'm always in music. I'm forever going to be in music. During my, during my time at Record Plant, I came across uh, a nonprofit called Girls Make Beats, okay. um, which is it, the founder, Tiffany Miranda. She just kind of sent us a blank email and it was, hey, can I give 10 little girls a tour of Record Plant? Okay. Um, and when I asked her, I said, what made you think of Record Plant? She said, I asked everybody in Miami what the dopest studio in LA was that I had to show the girls. And every single person said Record Plant. And I said, oh, yay. Bring them in. <laughs> Come on. And I mean, I, at that time, I was the only female in the building. Like, you know, oh, wow. recording studios, music in general, all of that. That's it's a very still male-dominated field and um so of course to, for me to give 10 little girls a tour of this iconic place that makes me feel so good i was like oh my god and then just have some girls in the building with me because i'm right. like all right bro like y'all killing it like oh yeah i need some <laughs> female energy in here uh so i said yeah girl let's go so we had a quick meeting and she brought the girls in and gave him a tour and I gave him a tour, you know, it's where Beyonce recorded. This is where Bieber recorded. This is where, wow. you know, just the cool stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. right. Um, and I then was like, well, let's just go listen to some music and dance. Cause that's one of my favorite things to do at the studio is just crank my favorite jams and just dance while no one's looking. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, we know this is what I know knew I had to be more involved with the organization was this is, um, she said, no, the tour's not over. We got to, we, you know, there's one more room we have to show them. And I'm like, girl, no, there's not. Like, we're good. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, no, we got to show them your office. And at that point, I was like, girl, my office isn't even cute. It's not even right. decorated. Like, mm, it's kind of corny. There's nothing, there's no cool stories. Mm -hmm. And she was like, trust me, you, we need to do that. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, we walk upstairs, take them into my little drab office. And the way I saw their faces like and their eyes wow. light up when they were like this is your office wow. can I sit in your chair can I take a picture like can I sit at your desk like it it did something that I didn't really realize that we all as one person as one individual person have like so much power every day to affect so many lives. It's not even just one day those little girls felt good. They are now going to remember walking into my office forever and being like, a girl who looks like me can do that? Oh, imagine what that little girl's gonna do. Like, it's the coolest thing that yeah, I've ever awesome. seen in my life. So that's why I told her after that tour, they sent me a video. They sent me a video. I always get a little, whoo, get a little uh misty here. <laughs> Because it's it's so it's an amazing needed. feeling though, like it is. It's such an amazing feeling, and it's so needed. So I they sent me a recap video after when you know everybody she went back to Miami and all the girls went back home. Sent me a recap video, and one of the little girls, you know, they just asked, "How was your experience today?" And she was like, "When we went to the boss's room, like I want to do that." And I just was like, Aww. "I have to, I just have to do more." Like and now I'm like, "How do I do more to make these little girls feel amazing?" Yes. So, um, girls. So I told Tiffany, I said, "Hey, you know what? I think Miami's cool, but we do music here. Like I literally see everybody. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I'll walk down the hall. Hey, J Lo. Oh, hey, Kanye. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so, I was like, this is." this needs to be bigger. So if you move to LA, we can do it and we can make it bigger. 
And a year later, she calls me up and says, girl, I hope you're serious because I just put the down payment on my little apartment in Studio City and I'm moving to LA. Oh, wow. Are you, are we doing this? I said, girl, let's go. So Tiffany moved here to LA about three years ago now. Okay. And since, since then, me, her, and a few others have been like, plugging away the girls have done a remix for Janet Jackson they've they've DJed for the Clippers they've done master classes with the biggest engineers in the game um they're all now creating their like some of them have their own businesses now they're wow. DJing us it's just like like I said the coolest thing ever um so people who don't know what girls make beats is please support it and follow it because it's definitely something it's 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 more than just teaching them how to engineer produce and DJ it's it's literally like instilling this confidence that will forever be with them that will create like the neck these women that we have in our in our organization are gonna run music like i'm so i'm like i'll speak that like anybody can bet me bet me right now you know what i'm saying we, so is the miami chapter close. still in force or did she close yes, miami? Yeah. okay nope so miami chapter is still going um it's a little bit limited just because tiffany was is the lead instructor okay. um and then equipment wise we had such an overflow here in la because like i said this is a creative hub right. a lot of the kids are just like yeah so um we got most of the equipment is here but stitches our miami chapter leader she still holds classes and seminars and the girls are still actively DJing for iHeartRadio events. Um, they're now with, now with COVID-19 world, um, we're doing actually a masterclass today at three. Nice. <laughs> Where, yeah. So like we, now we can have our Atlanta girls, our Miami girls, our LA girls, like the whole gang pull up and even people in anybody now because of a masterclass, anybody can log in. Um, it's free to anybody and and learn just learn like i said we all keep those minds busy so they don't worry is kind of what we want to do so yeah we're just trying to to build um get as much you know funding if we can get the third city we really want to have a footprint in is atlanta okay. so we have i was gonna ask that i was because you mentioned it i wasn't sure if there's yeah. an official atlanta chapter or it's not, not yet official. Yeah, not yet. We're looking for funding. So we're always looking for funding. If we could get, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in the in the old um, budget, then we could really actually do what we need to do. Like I said, all of what we do is is remote. Like we don't have a building. We don't have, it's literally like three of us doing all of these things for these little girls. So as soon as we can lock that in where we can train instructors and pay instructors, there will be an Atlanta chapter. There will be the full Miami chapter, you know, Music is an expensive, uh, an expensive uh, <laughs> undertaking. It's just expensive, girl. It's just expensive. <laughs> That's what it is. But um, but yeah, no. So now, now that I'm no longer at the studio, um, I'm focusing a lot on that. And then I have, I'm going back into my own creative world. So I have about four, four, four new shows coming, okay. <laughs> podcasts. So did you leave shows. your position at um, the studio officially, or? Um, yeah pretty yeah pretty much um yeah okay. focusing on um be building you know misstabor.com which has a ton a ton a ton of positive educational uplifting just fun content um and in conversation i think a lot of us learn more I think what I've been learning more and more is when I share my story truly and raw, like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to tell y'all oh, it was so cute. No, man, it was hard. It was this, it was that, but I had to do it. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we're going to be doing. So a lot more, just, I just want to get paid to be myself. And I've been saying it for years and I'm about to start it. So 
Listen. Everybody laughed. I, Everybody laughed. I said, okay, cool, but it's going to happen. And, but I felt that in my spirit. I mean, because I have this conversation with my husband. I had it with my aunt, like my, my matriarchal aunt, you know, like the oldest aunt. And so, and she's always, she's the aunt that every other conversation is, be blessed, God bless, uh, say your prayers real good. Like that's, that's that aunt. And so I have that conversation yeah. with her and I'm just like, I have all of the talent, all of the creative, all of the everything in me. I'm like, I can write, like I am one of the best writers. And I was just like, I want to pay, I want to be paid to be myself. Like, can, can someone just pay me to be Adrian? And yeah. let's see how we can work that out. <laughs> and it will happen. Like I said, it would, Take the necessary steps and focus and it's going to happen. And like, that's pretty much, I, I, like I said, a lot of people, you know, are dealing with the COVID-19 and the quarantine a little bit, you know, it's day by day, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of dealing with it, however the best that they can. Mm -hmm. For me, this has been the most amazing and needed time that I, I could have even asked for. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my prayer. Like, I feel bad because don't get, it, don't get it twisted. Like what is happening to the world is very, very serious. Right. And it's very, very sad. Like I really wish, I don't, I don't want this to continue forever. I really, really don't. Right. Um, seeing the way that, I mean, I have friends of mine who work in the ER who just graduated last year. She just graduated last year. She is now like I'm checking on her every time I, every chance I get, because, you know, every time we turn on the TV, it's something, you know, worse or it's different or we don't have the real facts. And it's just like, I've been just trying to uplift and put out as much positive, positive, you know, even more than I do normally. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do it like 10 times a day and I'm getting such an amazing feedback and response from people just being like, yo, you've been what you're doing is amazing. How you're doing it is amazing. Like, thank you so much. Your page has been keeping me afloat. So it's just like, we are all really in this together. And it's just like, you know, create, like we have this time. You can sit on Netflix all damn day and, <laughs> and watch Netflix get rich. Right. Or you can sit there and, and try those, try those ideas that you've had in your head for years. Like, who cares? Guess what? Maybe nobody sees it. Maybe everybody sees it. But at the end of the day, you can say, okay, check that out of my mind. Get that out of the box because I tried it. I wasn't feeling it. Or, oh, okay, let's redo this. Let's take our time now structuring. Everybody's popping up with their, their, their shows and this, that. Mine, everybody's probably like, why isn't Wick done it? She does this. She's done this in the past. Like, I'm, I'm planning a lot. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's just like taking the time, not being so hard on ourselves, like worrying about catching up. Oh gosh, so-and-so's already doing it. I got to do, nah, man. Like there's enough for everybody to eat and everybody has their niche. Everybody has right. their platform. So you don't got to have 150,000 subscribers or viewers or followers or whatever it is. As long as you have your little core group that messes with you, mm -hmm. then make <laughs> that for them. You don't like, don't even... I see, you know what I see a lot of is a lot of, oh, I'm going to teach you how to be an influencer. I'm going to teach you how to be this. No, yeah. influence whoever you want, because we influence people without even knowing it every single yeah. day, yo. And that's, like I said, girls make beats. That's one thing I said. I, I just love the fact that that's what I got from doing that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get, obviously I get all of these like amazing feelings and, and all these beautiful little daughters. I said, I ain't got no kids, but I got 150 daughters. So <laughs> yeah, you want to date me? You got to come with the bag, baby. Cause I got a lot of kids to feed, but, uh, 
<laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I mean, just, just being happy, man. Like, that's really the one thing I can just attest to. That's all my, like, everybody, what's on your agenda this week? I said to be happy. And I was going to say, what? I noticed that from the beginning of the call, I love that about you, that it just seems like all of the major moves you make or, or you know, like how you gauge when it's time is... Yeah happiness and 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 being comfortable and and being okay with being you and being in that moment it's like if, if that moment is no longer okay it's like all right i'm i'm good i'm good with leaving like i can i can move because this is no longer serving me like i need to feel like i'm being served and if you aren't then it's fine no hard feelings <laughs> and and at the end of the day like i think time is so funny my friend always says time's an illusion girl i said okay sis i know you tell me every two days. I know, I know. But um, the one thing that I really think is, is it's just, just feel, like, feel a little bit more. And I know a lot of people say, don't look back because, oh, you know, I don't know what their little weird saying is, but I love to look back. I just look, I have notebooks from 25, 10 years ago that I just reread through. And I'm like, that's how I was feeling then? Oh my gosh, that's, look at me now. Like, you have to look back. But then it's not to be like, oh my gosh, it's literally to look and be like, oh wow, remember when you thought you were never going to get through that? Mm -hmm. Girl, this ain't nothing. Right. Like, this ain't nothing. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. So that little job where I'm like, oh my gosh, this project is going to be crazy. I'm not going to be able to do it. I look back at that job when I worked for, for Reese team and was like, girl, I did that going through a divorce by myself and didn't even know what I was doing. And I did it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what it is, is looking back is like that, ooh, you are the shit. I ain't gonna right. you Okay, just remember that. And I think women, women, man, we don't flex enough. I'm, I said 20, listen, I said 2020, a lot of people, and I don't want this. I don't want this at all. I said, I said 2020, I said, I'm okay with a lot of people not liking me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I love, I, I, I live in a bubble where I think everybody loves me. Right. Everybody loves it. Everybody want to hang out with it. Like, right? I have that in my head. But that's how I, I want people to feel around me. So that's what I put around. Mm -hmm. But I said in 2020, guess what? I'm going to do a lot of things that people are going to be, oh, she shouldn't. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I don't care. I want to be a demonstrator. I want people to look at me and say, wow, you can be sexy. You can be smart. You can be respected. You can be educated. You can be wild. Mm -hmm. You can have fun. You can twerk on a couch or two. You can like, you know, invest in the stock market. You can have babies and still run a business. Like I want people to, I want women, man. I'm like I said, mm -hmm. I, I love my people, but man, I really want women to just, cause if we all just were blooming the way we should bloom, mm -hmm. the world would be so more lit. <laughs> <laughs> the world would be so more lit. So that's what I want. I want women to step way back into their feminine energy. I've been wearing pink more. My friends are like, your pink is your favorite color. I said, actually purple is, but I like the way that this color, uh, this makes me, this makes me feel like woman. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this, before I even speak, people know, you know, okay, soft. It's okay to be soft and hard. It's okay. I'm like, I'm, I can't wait to do, I got a couple really dope projects that I can't, I'm going to, I can't wait to share with you. I got a team I've, I've built, you know, the Miss Tabor team, Team Tabor. Um, we're working on a bunch of fire, fire stuff. Okay. That I know it's shake up the room and, um, 
I'm excited. Like I said, I, I've, I've done a lot of really hard work, but we're going to have fun, yo. I'm like I said, we don't have fun at any age. Like yeah. I'm 33. I'm 33. I tell people all the time that, oh, I didn't know. I don't care. I, I like the fact that I'm 33. I love it. This has been the ma most amazing year and it's been the worst. Okay. Right. Like, oh my God, right? <laughs> I said this, this, like last year and this year, like when I tell you, I went through the up and downs of everything. I thought, yes, last year was it. I said, oh, okay, we're going to continue. But it's been aligning. Like I said, continue to be a good person and then it'll come back to you. 2020. They said this is the year of the return. I said, well, what did we do? Because we as a team, because we all feeling this. This is all of our this karma. Is everybody, everybody. This is the world karma. We getting spanked right now, y'all. Sure. We are in... I saw Snoop posted a thing said we're on punishment. Everybody whose states are opening up, don't come to California. We still on punishment, y'all. We don't. We can't have no friends over. I died, and I'm like, yes, we're still was, trying to that's, heal. That's so funny because I I didn't even look at it that way. But I think Governor Cuomo said I think about like opening New York because he was like or New Jersey and going to New Jersey and those types of things. And same as like you said, Snoop said because it's like as soon as one place is open then everybody feels like it's okay to go to that place and so it's like then you just start all over again like nope mm -mm, everybody stay where you at no <laughs> just stay just stay chill for a little bit like i said like i said i'm i'm very i've done a lot of work though like i think that's why i think this is me thinking y'all okay. this is me thinking i think that a lot of the people who are having a hard time being still and in quarantine because they have a lot of internal things that they need to deal with on their own mm. whether it be internal trauma whether it be issues with whatever their job with this with that with not you know unhappy mm. relationships all of those things i think that the second you can be content and happy by yourself yeah. is when life feels better yo i literally enjoy i'll get in my car and listen to music by myself dancing you'll see it on my instagram y'all you will see it on my instagram <laughs> almost every day singing some old school song dancing by myself laughing by myself and that that's when you can do relationships that's when you can do partnerships and business deals and all of those things because you are so solid just by no, I, I think I'm going to leave mm -hmm. this part in here because this is hilarious. Alexa then busted into our interview. <laughs> oh, I got my girl. And she tried to sink. She synced my phone. I said, oh, okay. Oh, she want to join the conversation. No, sit down. <laughs> Literally. I've been, me. that's my being my, I'm by myself. I live alone. So quarantine <laughs> sister is, mm -hmm, I ain't going to say her name because she's going to start trying to right. hop in the conversation. But. <laughs> well, this has been amazing, but, uh, girl. We have gone into almost an hour. Like, this is so dope. Like, I, right, no, no worries at all. This has been an amazing, amazing conversation. And we're going to come back because all of these yes. projects will be talked about at a later day. <laughs> but share with everybody yeah, where yeah, they can find you, how they connect with you, and learn yes. more about Girls Make Beats and everything else. Yay! Um, thank you again so much. This has been dope. I'm, I'm so happy that you reached out. Um, and your love and support is always appreciated. Um, everybody listening, you can find me at on Instagram, which is my favorite. I'm always on the gram. At Miss Tabor, that's M-S-T-A-B-E-R. Facebook, Whitney Tabor. Uh, Twitter, Miss Tabor. Pretty much everything is at Miss Tabor. LinkedIn, Whitney Tabor. You can find me everywhere. 
please support and follow Girls Make Beats. It's literally written out. It's exactly how it's spelled. Um, if you know anybody in Miami or any little girls in LA that want to, you know, join or even just holler at us on anybody. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Quarantine rules. Come hop on one of our master classes and learn something. That's for anybody. Boys, girls, adults, moms, dads, grandpas, whoever. Um, visit our website, girlsmakebeats.org. Um, and yeah, a ton and ton and ton of new content coming on my YouTube page, which is going to be at Miss Tabor. And uh, MissTabor.com is coming soon. So I'm just like, yeah, give me a couple, like, give me, give me two weeks, y'all. And it's going to be all ready to go. So please keep loving each other, supporting me. And, and yeah. We'll get through this. Thank you so much, sis. This has been really, really cool. You are very <laughs> welcome. Thank you again so much for joining us on There's Food in the House. We'll see y'all next time. Bye. So gotta take a different route. You don't need nothing fast. We got food at the house. I'm just saying though. We got food at the house. Yeah. We got food at the house. Yeah. We got food at the house. You don't need nothing fast. Gotta take a different route. Yeah. We be lit. We ain't never gonna switch. We lit. We ain't never gonna switch. We lit, we ain't never gonna switch. If it's made for the real, it's forever gonna fit. We lit, we ain't never gonna switch.